world, what's good peeps? It's your boy Cal Serious. Today, back with beer rap and banter, but it's a different kind of banter we got going on today, yeah. right? English is on holiday, so you know, we're just gonna keep it moving, do something a little different. I got my boy Ryan from the Don't Be a Dick podcast in the building. What's good, Ryan? What's going on, Spud man? Me, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Inside. Yeah, yeah. I like the firm spuds you got going on there. I'm saying you got to do it, I like man. With the thumbs up. That's that. That's that. What? Don't English thing. do this? You know, not really. You know, like, if you see on our social media, yeah, I tried to go in with the firm spuds and then he opened the hand and he kind of tried to shake Oof. my hand. He ended up wrapping it up Oof. like... Uh, Some rock, paper, scissors. It was, it was like, yeah, it's like I've gone in with the potato spud and then he's just put the foil around it like trying wow. to do a jacket potato or something. Wow, 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 like, wow, wow. What is going on? <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, man. Nice to see you, bro. Nice to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. How you doing right now? How you feeling, man? I, my belly's hurting. I ate two microwave meals back to back, <laughs> bro. That was a mistake. I'll say this right now. A shame on you for allowing me to do it, uh, bro. I told you not to get them. Oh, bro, you're no. I told it? you, listen, <laughs> man. I don't really mess with them microwave meals. If you're gonna eat, like you, you kind of gotta knock something up, bro. Who's got time to cook? It's 2019. Everything moves too fast. I haven't got time to cook. Just put it in the microwave, press a couple buttons. No, I'm not co-signing any type of microwave dinner. I feel like if you're going to eat, then you're going to need proper fresh produce and, and to make some good food, man. Are, are, you, a green, are you a green farm? Can you grow? Could, could you, have, have you previously grown any fruit, veg? So the way I grew up, my parents used to grow stuff in the backyard. A goat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard stories. That was the opposite. The goat, the goat was getting murked. Mm-hmm. There was no growth for that goat. <laughs> <laughs> Only death awaited. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to we used to get certain animals from the farm, and uh, there would be a bit of a slaughter and a butchering going on in the back garden. Damn. Um, and then that fresh kind of like stew. And soup and, you know, like goat meat, soup, goat meat, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fresh. But um, that's, that's the best way for it to be, man. Fresh. That was traumatic, though. Like, you can imagine me as a young lad, like, I was about eight, nine years old. And, you know, and I had to get involved. My dad was like, grab its legs. And I grabbed the Ooh. legs and the, the goats will scream. And then they're just grabbing it and they're slitting its throat. And I'm like. Silence of the goats. Mad squeamish. <laughs> Do you still hear the goats, Clarice? <laughs> Every now, and then, every now and again in my dreams I still hear the goats scream bruv hey listen but when the solar flare hits electricity ain't gonna be here forever all these Tesco uh, supermarkets guys uh, get to rubbing sticks together uh, start learning to hunt grow your own produce it might get real out there I've seen 2012 and films is how I uh, know the future is gonna happen what do you mean you've seen 2012 what is 2012 uh, 2012 is a film you know when I keep... Like, oh, the end of the world, apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Mm. So everyone, uh, learn how to rub sticks together. Uh, catch, kill it, eat it, grow it. It's very important. I think that's just important to do, to know, like, anyway. I thought you were talking about that song for a minute there. Catch it, kill it, bin it. I know, try to get rid of the flu. <laughs> uh, it worked. I did, did it? it? That season, I caught every bit of flu that was coming out of me. Put it in the tissue through it a bit. I was like, catch it. It's catchy. You just, you remembered it today. Catch it, bin it, kill it. Yeah, bro. Straight up and down, man. It's episode 44, the Adnan Januzai episode. Listen, let me tell you about this guy. Ryan wasn't too convinced about this guy. Yeah, but let me tell you about this guy, yeah. I think he's of Albanian descent. He's a Belgian professional footballer, currently playing in the Spanish League. Plays for the Belgium national team, yeah? Somehow. Started his career with Anderlecht. 
joined Man United at the age of 16. Broke into the first team under David Moist. <laughs> hey, no, wait, no, no, harsh, harsh. I'll get, I'll get to that after the list. <laughs> so broke into the first team, uh, struggled uh, when um, Moyes' successors came through, Louis van Gaal and Jose Mourinho, went on loan to Dortmund and Sunderland and then ended up in, um, in Spain. But, uh, you know, he recently, I think he recently starred for Belgium in a great 2018 World Cup. I think the Belgium team was one of the the highlights of that World Cup because all of the big teams that you were really thinking are going to smash it were underperforming and getting knocked out of the tournament but Belgium were actually playing some attractive free-flowing football and he was one of those guys that made it all the way to the semi-final so shout out to Adnan Januzaj it's the Januzaj episode (laughs) yeah shout out to him Uh, shout out David Moyes as well I'm back David Moyes you look Man United fans shame on you you done him dirty you done him dirty because when he left, the managers that followed had a worse or exactly the same record as him. Man United job was no easy job. Was that no wasn't for anyone. I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson is always going to be a tough act to follow. Like you're literally talking about arguably the greatest football manager of all time. Definitely the greatest football manager of our time. How are you going to follow that? But it's- you you can't. But I think Man United just piled on Man United fans. Piled on Moyes. Unfairly. I don't know about unfairly, man. He he kind of... Some of the decisions he was making, I remember it, you were thinking, well, what's going on? Because Man United is supposed to be attractive, free-flowing football and he was trying to set them up defensively and sort of... It, it just looked like, what's going on here? What are you doing? That sounds like Mourinho part the bus. Yeah, he was getting well, praised for how many seasons? Was he? Man United fans hated him. See, I'm a Chelsea fan. That's long. Uh, no, uh, wait, I'm, sorry, I'm a Spurs fan. I, I jumped ship, I forgot. Since that stadium opened, I'm a Spurs fan. Shout out Spurs. What are you talking, what, the toilet bowl? Fam? Yes, the toilet bowl. It's hard. You, Bob, you know, you know when Emirates, you're Arsenal fan, you know when Emirates opened? Yeah. 2004? Yeah. 2000, that's some old ass stadium. You can't compete. You don't can keep calling it a toilet bowl. But the Tottenham Stadium is the best stadium in the world, right? You know, I don't want to say that because NFL is crazy. Best day, football stadium in Europe. What's so good about it? Bro, it's just buff, bro. They're dumb bits. They're dumb bits. Shout out to Tottenham. Uh, uh, Coys. Is that right? <laughs> Coys? Yes, Come on, Coys. you Spurs. Yes. Are you giving us the acronym for come on, you Spurs? Are you seriously turning cult and becoming a Spurs fan right now? Bro, Chelsea fans have turned on me. <laughs> I'm too black for them. Wouldn't let me on the train if I tried. No, I'm joking. Shout out Chelsea. Uh, but still, comedy Spurs. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I always thought it was a bit weird supporting certain football clubs because certain football clubs are known to be a little bit racist, isn't it? But so I always thought if you're a black guy, it's a bit peak for you supporting Millwall or Chelsea. It's a bit peak. It absolutely is. But Millwall especially. If you're black and you support Millwall, mm. Uh, mm. It's a struggle. It has to be a struggle because those chants, they're just so unashamedly racist and uh, it carries on to this day. Yeah, man. Same with some West Ham and racists are everywhere. Racists are in Arsenal right now. So I I guess other clubs are just a bit more vocal about their racism. They are. Um, I haven't got a one-two for today, you know. What's a one-two? So 
it's a traditional thing we do on the podcast where we compare ourselves to a classic double act, a classic duo. You got any ideas for for a dynamic duo we could be? Uh, Keenan and Kel. Hey, what's good, people? It's your boys Keenan and Kel coming to you live on the Beer Rap and Banter podcast. But maybe we need a new name for the podcast because it's like the Don't Be a Dickhead Times Beer Rap and Banter. And I'm definitely drinking cider because I don't like beer. Um, Don't Be a Dick and Beer Rap and Banter. You said something that was hilarious the other day. You messaged me. What did I say? Beer Rap and Dickheads. (laughs) (laughs) But there you go. The Beer Rap and Dickheads podcast. Yeah, but bruv, that sounds like we're parring ourselves. Like, sounds like we're calling ourselves a couple of dickheads. Yeah, man. Bruv, some, uh, no, I, it's definitely in my locker. Being a dickhead is definitely in my Going locker. Going into man. that chamber. Well, all right, well, I do like a bit of a laugh and a joke, but I'm definitely not a dickhead. That's right, bruv. Like, uh, like I said last week, there's a dick inside all of us. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, uh, swiftly moving on. Um... I think we're going to get some of these grimy stories out of the way first, um, as we like to do, because it's, you know, it's, it's good to kind of get a bit more positive as we go along and end on a positive note. Um, so I want to talk about something I was watching on Netflix the other day. Mm-hmm. As you do, turn it on, you just scroll through, see something interesting. I went and saw the Caliph Browder story. So, for those that don't know, Caliph Browder was an African-American youth from the Bronx in New York. That's the home place of hip-hop right there. That's the mecca of hip-hop culture. Um, Now, in 2010, he was 16 years old and he was falsely accused of the theft of a backpack. So, when he was awaiting trial, he ended up getting jailed on what is, you know, one of the worst prisons in the United States, Rikers Island. He was jailed there for three years. And in two of those years, he did in solitary confinement. Insane. For nearly two years. Imagine 16 years old and you're sent to big man jail with murderers and rapists. And, you know, you didn't even do, you just falsely accused of stealing a backpack. You didn't even do nothing, but you just got swept away. Um, Deep story. Um, I don't know if I want to tell them like how this this huge story ends, um, but it's it's a really sad story, man. And um, you know the story is emotional, and it warranted having a film produced. So it ended up becoming a documentary on Netflix uh, with multiple parts to it. I don't really want to tell you about what happens to you because then it's going to spoil what happens when you watch it. But I think you should watch it. It was actually produced by um, Jay-Z who teamed up with Harvey Weinstein and Harvey Weinstein's company to produce this. Um, And uh, I've only got a couple of episodes in and I'd thoroughly recommend it, man. I think it's, it's emotional, it's deep, but it's really interesting as well at the same time. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive reflection on the, in, the injustices uh, surrounding the uh, justice system everywhere. Not even, I was going to say US justice. No, the justice system everywhere is flawed. Um, but it's, it's, it's such a tricky one to try and deal with, man. Um, and it is a, a devastatingly sad story. But a backpack. That's mad. Like, 
I mean, two years of solitary confinement and it's related to a backpack. That is that is just ridiculous. There's no reason to give someone solitary for theft. I mean, because crimes are like, you know, if you killed someone, I guess that would warrant solitary confinement because you would be concerned that this person is a violent person, they're a murderer. It's possible if we put them in the general population, they might be killing other prisoners. Or if they're convicted of sexual, you know, SVU crimes. SVU? SVU, the Special Victims Unit. Some crimes that's um, especially heinous. You're watching too much CSI, man. But, nah, but SVU. Um, it's, it's like the sexual base. It's like a university. Oh but, yeah, I'm a murderer. I graduated from <laughs> SVU. Nah, bruv. Nah, <laughs> SVU is a mess. Watch it. It's about 18 seasons long. But, um, yeah, I majored in homicide. <laughs> bruv, they major in sexual-based crimes. So uh, rape, uh, paedophilia. Those crimes are frowned upon by everyone in general population. Damn. They're not, you, you can't, you, you're not friends with anyone. To not, be fair. I could have murdered my whole family, but you touched a 14, a 12 year old, a six year old? Damn. Nah, you gotta go. You gotta go. I can share my bunk with a murderer. I can't share my bunk with a pedophile. That's how they, that's how they think. The thing is, those men there will be getting murked in prison because there is that sense of street justice almost, or, you know, people kind of want to, vent their frustrations on someone, don't they? They're already frustrated. They're locked up in a cage like an animal. And as soon as someone comes in and they hear, oh, this guy's a kiddie fiddler, they're going to get him. Yeah, mess. So maybe even someone like that could get locked up in solitary confinement for their own protection because the, the general population will probably tear them apart. But for stealing a backpack? But that better have been the nuclear football. So it better have nuclear codes in there or something. Something had to be in that backpack for him to, because I, I can't fathom, fam. I can't fathom it. To, to be held essentially on remand for that long. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't. Well, they did. And it's, a, it's an interesting documentary, man. And a, and it is a, and very and a, interesting. And a watch. It, it, the, the experience messed up the young you and, uh, you know. And, and watch it. <laughs> Re- yeah, rest in peace to the you and thoughts and prayers to his friends and family and all of that good stuff, you know. Oh, man. So that's a deep one. On to another deep one. Oh, before we do move on, you've been watching anything uh, interesting on TV, by the way, recently? Mm. You're a Netflix man? You like to sort of Netflix and chill? Yeah, I kind of... Um, I've had my fill of serial killer stuff. Mm. I used to research serial killers and uh, cult leaders. Lately, I was watching cult leader stuff. Um, Shit, should I be worried? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's very... But there's a lot of language, you think... A lot of language you hear... Like, for example, with Michael Jackson. Yeah. His level of control. Even with R. Kelly, his level of control. Um, the language used to describe... Um, uh, the language used by people describing the situation and how he behaved and how he ran his op- the operation of, of like, Neverland mm. is very cult leadery. Ooh. And I, I always thought to myself, people don't understand Michael Jackson's level of influence. And I've always said, if at his peak, Michael Jackson said to everyone, bam, let's commit suicide tomorrow, nine o'clock. How many people do you think would do it? Wow, there'd probably be a huge suicide pact. I could imagine it would, but well, not anymore because obviously Michael Jackson's dead. But if he did do something like that, but if, he came, he alive, if, he came, if he came back and did it, there'd be more. Ah, oh, that would be nuts. That would be nuts. 
Or if Tupac came back from the dead and said, yeah, let's all go and commit suicide. No, no, Tupac. I'm thug cool. life. I'm cool on Tupac. Thug. No, I'm good, man. <laughs> thug life. This is how thugs rap. This is how thugs die. No, no. We commit good. suicide. You're, you're good. No, no. But um, I'm, I've kind of had my fill on, on true crime. So right now, I'm not really watching anything. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Man, why did I even bring this conversation up? Swiftly moving on. <laughs> That's it. I'm watching, as far as uh, pro, um, regular program television, uh, time and place, I'll sit down and I'll watch Game of Thrones. There's nothing else. I'll sit down in front of my TV and be like, right, it's time for that. Bun Game of Thrones. And I'll watch Game of Thrones at 2 a.m. So I'm watching it with the Americans. So I'm not caught out by a newspaper or Twitter or Facebook. Why do you like Game of Thrones? Everybody loves Game of Thrones. English loves off some Game of Thrones. Why, why do you guys like it so much? Because it's very entertaining. Did you like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was all right still. I watched Game of Thrones. It's like Lord of the Rings, but a thousand times better. It was a long watch. It's like Lord of the Rings was like three hours. It was a very long watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. But it was fantastic. Yeah, amazing. Probably one of the best uh, film franchises of all time. Game of Thrones is... I can't even compare the two, but I am. But um, games of Game of Thrones, it's just deep, bro. It's deep. And I, I'm, if you if you don't want to get into it, because yeah. it seems to be like a, a popular little resistance. I'm not. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Just kind of like throw that out there. Is it? <laughs> I thought it was like nine out of ten people watch it, and you you're gonna be like you know in the minority if you don't watch it. Yeah, but that minority is a proud minority. <laughs> They're proud. It's like vegans. How could we be wearing t-shirts? <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones. Bro, vegan, Game of Thrones, non-Game of Thrones watches like vegans. They're very proud of it and I'll let you know any opportunity. No, I mean, I, I, if the topic comes up that's you know, everyone starts talking about Game of Thrones, then obviously you're going to have to say, hey guys, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm not involved. You have to, don't you? Yeah. So I don't, th- I don't think it's people are throwing it in the Game of Thrones watching people's faces that we don't watch it. It's just that it comes up and they, they want to let people know, hey, let's talk about something else because I don't watch it. I'm not curving my enthusiasm because of you. <laughs> no, but it's a great episode. I saw a great show. It's a dragon. I'd rather watch Curve My Enthusiasm now that you said that, actually. But um, all right. So what's your, give me your top three selected TV shows. That I can watch any time. Yeah. Or at the moment, watch any time. Top three selected TV shows while I sip on this non-alcoholic beer, a Bex Blue, alcohol-free. Sheesh, <laughs> alcohol-free beer. Um, uh, uh, Seinfeld. Got a cold. Seinfeld. Seinfeld is one of your top three selected of all uh, time. TV Seinfeld, hundred percent. Wow. Hilarious. Hilar- so smart. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um. That's a really good choice. I'd never really hear people say that. It's a really good choice. I love it. I could watch it all day long. Um, Another one, probably Rick and Morty. Oh, bro, you got to spot me for that. Wow. (laughs) Rick and Morty. Probably Rick and Morty. Is the shit. I could watch that and really enjoy it. I could watch it on repeat and repeat and repeat. Um, Do you know how many times I've watched the Pickle Rick episode? Several, at least eight times. Sometimes I'll just put it on. You know when you just got something on in the background? You're not even doing anything and you just put something on while you're like running errands or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Pickle Rick. (laughs) (laughs) It's that scene where, you know, he's literally a pickle and he's gone down the drain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has to try and build himself a body because he's a pickle. But he's he's such a genius scientist. What he does... Ah, oh, it's, 
It's amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen Rick and Morty, you got to watch it. But it's not for the faint-hearted. It is like NSFW. That is straight up not safe for work territory mm. right there. Uh, and, and third and finally, uh show I could watch again and again. Um, probably The Sopranos. Mm. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Mm. I'll drink to that. So Seinfeld, Rick and Morty and Sopranos. That's a strong top three. Mm. And I think that's quite an unusual top three. I don't think I've heard that kind of combination before. You've got an animated cartoon. You've got a comedy show from the 90s. Yeah. And a sort of mafia crime show from the 2000s. Was that out? Late 90s, 2000s, yeah. 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 Interesting. It's a modern animation, modern cartoon. Yeah. The Simpsons two-faced itself. Hero for long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. It's, the Simpsons kind of ran, it, ran its course. Um, the Simpsons should have done what, well, this is what Americans do with their TV shows. Not like the office, the UK office. Were you quoting Jay-Z just then when you said that? No, no, it's from uh, The Dark Knight. Fair enough. He quoted The Dark Knight when he said that, didn't he? <laughs> no, there you go. But The Simpsons, the UK office was what, two seasons and a Christmas special? Mm. Even uh, Ricky Gervais show extras, two seasons of Christmas special. And then the Americans remade it and it lasted for nine seasons. America's like, like Prison Break on Lost. The Americans drag out their series. I started watching Prison Break again, actually. Lord, what the new episodes Just are. Catching up. Yeah, I was catching up on the last season I missed to, to, to then watch the new ones. Is Link the Sinks doing it? It kind of felt like I was just wasting my life. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> in prison. <laughs> But it's it's exciting watching Michael Schofield come up with these ideas. I kind of feel like it taps into that chamber of... Um, do you remember watching MacGyver? Yes. I used to love watching MacGyver because this guy was just coming up with some genius ideas and fashioning things together. I loved it. It was bananas um, to me, And man. so Michael Schofield, for me, he kind of taps into that same energy of just coming up with a... a you know, just using your wits to get out of a sticky situation. <laughs> Bruv, that show uh, lied to me. Do you, do you know how many things I've tried to repair bubblegum, <laughs> chewing gum? Like, oh, this chewing gum will hold it. <laughs> the chewing gum doesn't hold a damn thing. Hey, when I was a kid, I used to think, as long as I've got a box of matches on me, I could make a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Because MacGyver could do it. Nah, bruv. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> what's his face? Bear Grylls showed us otherwise, man. Bear Grylls is the guy you want to have around in a pinch. Bear Grylls is amazing. Mm. Could you do that stuff that Bear Grylls does, like out in the bush eating grubs and, and insects and? Bruv, absolutely, hundred percent. When you have to do something, you'll do it. It's like walking five miles to get water. He's got skills. That's real skills, right there. Life yeah. skills, man. Yeah. Like orientation and stuff like that. I could probably walk into a small forest and just die. No, 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 <laughs> no. shit. There's no Wi-Fi. Google Maps can't get me out of this one. The sun rises in the east. <laughs> So as long as you know where the sun rises and sun sets, you're nice. I'm a city boy, man. I need Wi-Fi, I need electricity. See what I'm saying? Mm -mm -mm. Nah, man, I'm not dealing with all of that. Um, but uh, yeah, we digress, man. We digress. <laughs> we was talking about TV shows before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Caliph Browder story. Um, oh, I heard that um, actually Jay-Z and Harvey Weinstein's company are planning to produce another TV show. They're going to do uh, the Trayvon Martin story. Weinstein doesn't need to be producing anything but um, I also heard prison him, art. 
Also, oh, another story that Jay Z is planning to buy out Harvey Weinstein's stake in his production company because although they, he's probably got a very reputable production company, his name's kind of tarnishing his it. His name is one hundred percent tainted. It's worth precisely dick. So no, get rid, get rid of Weinstein, man. If you, if you can buy out that company, because there's a lot of good people that work for him. Um, yeah, no, get, get rid of Weinstein, man. I hope he does. I hope, I hope that's true, and I hope it does come to a uh, fruition. Because Trayvon Martin's story needs to be told. Same way, um, it does. What's his name? Uh, Fruitvale Station. That was an amazing movie. Yeah, bro. Oscar. I'm not sure on that. Did it win an Oscar? Are you saying? No, no. The, the guy who, who was shot. I can't remember his name. But um, with Michael B. Jordan and, and that that uh, the police officer who shot the uh, the young man who was. Mm. In handcuffs, laying on his, on his front, like it's, it's just another injustice. And the Trayvon Martin story is one that needs to come out because George Zimmerman was wiling. George Zimmerman was had no anyway. <laughs> that that needs that needs to happen, and uh, the story needs to be heard by a lot more people because over the years, there's a lot of people out here, myself included, that felt like Trayvon Martin walking through an area or someone looking at you a certain way that. Or they're very suspicious of you. I've had, I've had a, a bunch of men, a um, bunch of Phil Mitchells run up to me. What are you doing around there? So I'm just walking, like, walking home. Oh, one of our kids said they, they were robbed. It's like, so what? You say you, you're out here looking for what? Random black boys with hoodies? Damn. With broken bottles. The Liam Neeson effect. Bruv, the Liam Neeson effect. That's why when Liam Neeson said that stuff, I was like, oh, okay. I've seen it. Actually, it's, it's irrational. What area were you in where you had a bunch of skinheads run up to you like that? Era? No, what area? What area? Wanted. Wanted, Let, okay. wanted, wanted East London. We can do era as well. Are you talking about now? No, I was uh, 17. Okay. So that's uh, 2000s. Um, around the time when uh, Dipset was popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sampled, uh, bare samples in every tune. Yeah, man, that's exactly the time it was. And it was, um, but it was scary. It was, luckily, uh, my other boy with the same name as me um, diffused the whole situation just by making them see how ridiculous they were. It's like, what, is he just out here looking for, what, random? And they, they felt, if you could see, they felt really see, they started putting their bottles down. Like, I'm, t- I'm talking like seven, eight men. So that, I think that story needs to be told and um, people need to listen because that is happening to this day. It is, man. Um, brutality, man. Brutality out here. Um, hate crimes, all that kind of stuff. Um, well, so we've gone from one grim story to another. Yeah, man. Um, here's another one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Grenfell Tower uh, disaster. Uh, a lot of you would remember that. Some of you might not. Uh, I'll never but, forget. I mean, I, I won't forget that either. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in the UK. Like a building full of people on fire. And the way it was handled, the way they told the people to stay in your yard. Yeah. What kind of advice? Stay, don't go outside, stay in your flat. Well, this is, oh man. This is the ter- this is a terrible thing about that situation because there are victims inside the building, there's victims outside that building. Mm. The, but the people that had to tell people to stay in their houses are victims because they are following guidelines that were set by people who were incompetent. Yeah, people that hadn't done their side of the deal. Like mm. it was so 
Imagine being someone on the phone, taking a phone call for someone on the 15th floor, telling them to stay in their flat only for the next morning to find out that everyone up there perished. You, you feel the absolute trash. So it's, it's a very sad situation, brother. And as someone who used to live on the 15th floor of a tower block, shout out John Walsh Tower, uh, Wanted Flats. I used to run up there back in the day. Bruv? It's good for fitness. It really was. We used to throw eggs off the top. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, there was one time. Man, we, I know the twins were involved in that. No, 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 no. This is me and uh, my neighbours. Okay. There's one, uh, but there was one time, actually, we were up on, like, again, the 14th floor, just looking down, because you could see over the whole of London, or East London, our little part. And it felt a lot bigger when we were younger. Um, and some man fell down the stairs. Some old man fell oh, down the stairs. damn. And bust his head. There was a big concrete steps. The big concrete yeah. steps. But he tumbled down about eight of them, hit his head and was bleeding. <sighs> Bruv, terrifying, man. Damn. Terrifying. But yeah, that, 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 it's just tower block stuff, man. I mean, yeah, it's deep. I mean, you were saying earlier that, you know, my block reminds you of the wire and shit. Like, I, don't, I don't quite think that my block here is that bad. But um, Grenfell was a really huge tower block. Um, towering, literally towering above the community there in West London. Um, and uh, it was really, it really sickened me when I saw that video where, you know, they kind of made, like, it's like an effigy. Uh, they kind of like used some cardboard box to make like a little Grenfell tower and they were making fun of it. Um, yeah, this was, this, this was near uh, Bonfire Night. It was around bonfire night. Yeah, they were making yeah. fun of Grenfell Tower and then they burnt their little, um, you know, effigy of the Grenfell Tower. Yeah, they being, you know, a group of uh, predominantly white men um, who were saying things along the lines of um, stay in the buildings. Like they were just having, just having genuine like shit, arsehole banter. Just kind of like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put it for you. It was really, it should, was really should, like... Should have paid your rent. Dumb shit like that. You know, dumb stuff like that. Yeah. Despicable. It was nasty, wasn't it? It, it was, was It was in bad taste. But very poor taste. It was very bad taste. Like, it was just, it was just nasty, man. And um, uh, one of them has been charged. So a 46-year-old man has been charged after the video showing an effigy of the Grenfell Tower being burnt was posted online. They've put, they've aired his name out in there. He's from South Norwood, South East London. You don't get air him out? Why should I air him out? I'm, see, I feel like I'm snitching <laughs> when I do stuff like that. I don't really want to, you know what I mean? South East London, that like, is that oh, I'm wondering if that, South Norwood, is that like near where um, Stephen Lawrence got murdered? Norwood. I don't really know them sides there. Neither do I. It's bad because I used to live in South East London as well. So. Oh, poor you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I used to actually live near Eltham. They had a little Stephen Lawrence Memorial down there as well. Mm. Um, but anyway, this guy um, accused of two counts of sending or causing to be sent grossly offensive material via a public communications network. Wow, I didn't know that was a thing. Bruh, it's all, it's all new. They, don't know that, they can't... They don't know how to handle it, so they're really struggling trying to find a way to police social media. Grossly offensive material. Mm -hmm. So could that be a dick pic? Could that qualify as grossly offensive material? But it's all about the classifications of what constitutes as grossly offensive. Yeah. Because if you inbox a chick a dick pic and then she sends that to the police, 
Fucking hell, they could get you for that. Yeah, sexual harassment, no? Yeah, on top of that, innit? On that indecent exposure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is this is this is sounding like a new classification. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, all right. So six men were arrested, a seventh was interviewed under caution. Um, Scotland Yard has said that he's gonna appear at Westminster Magistrates Court on the 30th of April. So he's gonna be sentenced. Let's see what the sentence comes out like, because this could be one of them little slap on the wrist ones. Oh, uh, 200 hours community service and then a fine. Or not even that, or just, you know, just a fine, off you go. Bruv, I think that's... Pay 250 quid. Even that's enough to kind of put fear into people to not kind of uh, do this shit. Is it? Yeah, the consequence. Bruv, I love consequences, man. I love I love a good consequence. I mean, does this count as a hate crime? Is it a crime? Because he's been arrested. So it, it, it kind of... It has to be a crime if you got arrested, right? They're not going to arrest you for anything that isn't criminal, right? Well, what's he been charged with? What is it? Two counts of sending or causing to be sent grossly offensive material via a public communications network. Well, there you go. So grossly offensive material is offensive to someone. It's a crime to be grossly offensive. But who determines what's grossly? It's, but it's a sticky one. <laughs> I don't, it's a sticky one. It's a sticky one. But um, yeah, it's a sticky. I, I can't. I, I'm not even gonna begin to talk about it. But that is a, that is a bit <laughs> sticky. That is very. That's yeah. That's that's political, mate. Because like it's like certain certain comedians, they 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 walk the line. The thing is though, when it comes to comedy, comedy is with the best intention at heart, isn't it? Because it's an entertainer trying to entertain somebody, trying to make someone laugh, trying to tell a joke. Now. Sometimes the joke is in bad taste and somebody might be offended by that joke. But at the same time, somebody else is going to be like, this is hilarious. Which is interesting because in this video, there were people laughing. They were having a great time yeah. at some of those comments that you found offensive. You know, ah, you should have paid your rent, shouldn't you? And someone's cracking up in the background when they're burning this effigy of the Grenfell Tower that's supposed to represent the... the and they had the, all these little little pictures on there didn't they of little brown people with burkas on and stuff like that like that probably took some time to make and bruv the thing looked like it took some serious effort <laughs> yeah bruv I wonder how many people put that together like to be fair to them it's not it's not the worst craftsmanship <laughs> bruv, and they did a good job didn't they, they? they it's a pretty good Grenfell Tower likeness they, they drew the hands they got the, the eyes right look at that look there's the burka person Pinot, idiots. The burka person. They got someone in a burka burning in Grenfell Tower on yeah. bonfire night. They're arseholes. They're arseholes, man. It's really fucked up. They're arseholes. But you know what? Um, it's, it, it, it is a difficult one trying to say what's offensive to who and you can't tell someone to not be offended. I mean, there's, for real, there's no doubt this was going to spark outrage because... A total of 72 people died as a result of that fire. They say a total, but I remember... A total? The death toll was was a bit funny at the time, wasn't it? Because in the media, they kept saying there's a certain amount of people that have died. But then people on the street were going to social media and saying, they're still pulling out more bodies and you're not hearing a new death toll being counted in the news. 
It was mad. Oh, there's a process. That, that was mad. Nah, the, 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 no, I understand social media. There's a process. And I thought that was a bit harsh in the police. I thought they can't just say, right. It, literally, the, the fire was still going. They're like, what are the official numbers? Like, can, can we, can, can the smoke settle? Can we have a look inside yeah, the building? Yeah, but I remember the numbers being at 70. Above the 70-ish. And people were saying they're still pulling bodies out of the, you know what I mean? There was but, loads of people on social media, like, giving we, we don't know when they're up counting. to the minute, like, commentary. We, we don't know when they're counting. You know what I'm saying? You could bring five people out, then they could be up there counting, saying, all right, in, in, in flat number 75, there's four people mm. confirmed dead. Mm. Well, I, it looked like it was a bit of a shambles at the time. It did look like... It did, but I think that people yeah, were this, asking... This thing wasn't handled a bit as you much. would like it to be handled. Which is swiftly. Yeah. Really swiftly. Yeah. Like swiftly, like if Buckingham Palace was on fire, and bro, that's how you want them to react. And how's this for a segue? Notre Dame burnt down, woo! And suddenly everyone's got money, money for days. What Notre Dame? No, you know what? Air some money, fix that real quick. The same day, same day, the same day. Uh, uh, millionaires have pledged three hundred million to help rebuild Notre Dame. Did anybody die in that fire? I don't know, bro. I, I certainly hope not. I certainly hope not because fires are horrible, man. As someone who's had fires in their house and in their family's houses, fires suck, man. Fires suck. They um, are so I hope that no one lost life in a fire, man. That is fucking the worst. I um I did a um you know I did a bit of security work, and um uh I was uh, qualified as a fire marshal and on the fire marshal training course. Um, we had a fireman sit us down and take us through some stuff. Yeah. And they showed us this little training video of how quickly a fire can spread. It is scary. Like a whole b- building can go up in two minutes. Mm-hmm. A whole floor. That cladding just that fire from zero to a hundred. In two yep. minutes. That, like in 30 seconds, it could be like, sorry, in 30 seconds, it could be like a whole floor in a building. Yeah. Um, in a block. But in like, you know, like say like a two-story house, like a four-bedroom house, mm. two minutes, the whole house is on fire. I'd be interested. So that's why as soon as you see a fire, get out. Just go. Don't look back. Just out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm get what? your loved ones. Huh? Just get your loved ones. Shut the doors behind y'all and go. Are you one of those guys in a fire alarm? You grab as much shit as you can. I grab my Nando's card. <laughs> grab my phone. Bro, in a fire alarm, I'll make a cup of coffee. I'll grab my bag. Oh, no, don't leave, leave everything behind. I'm, I'm such an idiot when it comes to fire alarms. I'll literally grab every... I'm not coming back here. You know why? It's because like when a fire alarm goes off, you kind of think to yourself, this ain't a fire. This is just a yeah. drill. Everyone looks around at each other like, is, is this actually a fire? Everyone waits like 30 seconds. Oh, it's a real one. Oh, come, let's go then. Everyone kind of reluctantly picks up their stuff if like, they want to. Like, it's really good that we have fire drills because it gets us ready for the actual event. But has that caused us to become desensitized to hearing the, the alarm? Bruv, the fire alarms have cried wolf. Because it's regular <laughs> as well, isn't it? It's like it's every, however often, every week at, on a certain day, at a certain time. And just like clockwork, it goes off and you're like, no, it's just a test. Uh, Wednesday at 10 a.m. Bruv, let there be, in my offices, Wednesday at 10 a.m. a fire alarm goes off. Let there be a, a big fire at Wednesday, 10 a.m. I'm staying put. <laughs> I'm, I'll stay put. I'll be like, oh, man, what is, what Let is this? Let me just finish this little bit of work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn, it's mad, man. 
It's mad. You know what my worst nightmare is, yeah? If a fire goes off when I'm on the toilet taking a shit. Because what the fuck are you supposed to do? Run outside with shit hanging out of your bum? You know what, though? It's like, it's like um, when you're drunk and something crazy happens and you, you sober up rapid. Your bodily functions vanish, bro. It's like, because obviously I've done a poo outside, yeah? And when you, <laughs> what do you mean, obviously? Obviously. <laughs> all adults here. Bro, oh, why have I got this <laughs> mental picture of you squatting in a bush? <laughs> no, I had serious stomach problems. Don't, I can't even get into it. But just know, <laughs> don't shame me. Don't. Uh, <laughs> I am not shit shaming. Don't shit shaming. I'm, I'm saying, it's hardly scat play. So listen, I was, I was, I was doodling outside. And when you think someone's coming, bro, it's like, zoop, it, it's, it's almost... It just retracts like a t- like like literally like a turtle's head. It will just go back in. And Wait, you it just it will, your bodily functions will stop. Sometimes you find it hard to hold a piss, but when it's time to hold a piss, your body will stop. Dead, bro. Gone. I've practiced that before, like pissing and then trying to hold it and trying to stop. It's hard. It's hard, man. It is hard. <laughs> the thing men practice, but but it's it's all muscle, isn't it? So it's like that's what you do Pilates for. How is it? But here's, here's I thought Pilates was more for the core. That's your pelvic floor, isn't it? I thought pelvic floor was in like w- the female anatomy. We've got a pelvis. There's a floor. Really? Yeah, that's why we. That's how we stop pee. Pelvic floor. I thought that was more to do with the bladder and that, fam. Exactly. So when you stop your pee, you're working your pelvic floor. Or working your bladder and your membrane, your penis. Someone write in, help us. We don't know. If you're a doctor listening to this, first of all, shame on you. You shouldn't be listening to this nonsense. Secondly, tell us how to stop our pee. Are we right? Shame on us for being two grown-ass men that don't know the human anatomy. I feel like I feel like we need to knuckle that down. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with not knowing my own body. So much more to discover. I've got a lot of life left to live. Oh, that's the most ignorant shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? That's the most ignorant shit. Fam, I feel like that's one of the things that we need to focus on in education. We mm. need people to have more knowledge of self. Like, I wish I walked out of school knowing everything about my uh, physiology and nutrition mm. and, like, just the way everything... I guess maybe if I I didn't do, like, PE... Um, what do you mean didn't do it? And I didn't do... I didn't do PE. And I didn't... I, I don't know. I, I don't remember biology being very, sort of, like telling us about the muscles and the tendons and you know maybe it did and I just didn't take <laughs> it in innit but I did double science okay but um, I wish I, I wish I left school with more of an understanding of my body and health and fitness and nutrition and you know and then what real life a- application yeah like, like taxes yeah. And people say we want to know about money management and taxes in school so it's kind of like that I think that would be good as well it would be good practical stuff like I, I honestly like if I could build a curriculum, my curriculum would be about what can you do in your yard right now mm. to help your family? That's what you, the skills I'd be wanting kids to have. Like I'd want kids to be able to fix the sink if there's a leak. <laughs> I'd want kids to be able to, you know, rewire the house. Well, Stuff like that. That's what, that's what the weekend's for, man. School isn't only place your children can learn. Um, it's down to the parent to continue that education. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. But what if they don't have the time? Then you're a parent. Yeah. Have you got time to teach your kids all this type of stuff you're talking about? Oh, he's too young. He's only eight months. But I'll make time. Will you? Absolutely. I have to. Will you? When, no you know, when, when your podcast is picking up, when you've got mad subscribers and, you know, you got to do all of these shows and 
You know what I mean? It's a thing so crazy. Yeah, but I'm... Papa see, might just be a rolling stone. No, no, no. It, but that's all good for me, man. Because I've put such importance on being a parent because it's like, it's my everything. Um, yeah, because I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in it. And heaven, I hell. feel like if we had a, a female podcaster right now, she would have melted. I swear <laughs> She would be making mad sound effects right now. Or just a female, full stop. Not for a podcaster. Anyone in general, uh, ladies. Um, but no, seriously. It's, I don't believe in things. I don't believe in heaven. I, believe, I, I don't believe in any religion. So I've you don't said, believe in heaven and hell? No, nah, nothing. What I, do abs- we believe in? Absolutely. Heaven or hell? Bro. We don't believe in heaven because we live in hell. I believe in family, innit? As long as I've got someone, people, I've got people around me with me, when I pass, brother, I'll be happy. And I think that's very important to have your family. Because obviously my own family, my brother's, sister, my brother's uh, sister-in-laws, uncles, they're cool. But I don't really mess with them like that because they do some things to wind me up. But I want to create my own perfect little family. And that's, that, that for me is very important. And that's noble, bruv. Creating your own perfect family. No, but it's like the most important. Is there a number? 2.4 kids? 100%. I don't want more than that. I want one little me, one little her. That's it. That's it? That's it. I don't want no, no brood. You want to you get a squeeze of third in there? No, 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 Keep, pu- no, no, keep no. pushing on, get like a little five-a-side team. No, 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 I'm good. I'll be that fifth. Me, mum, wait, wait. How many people? No, 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 no third kid. I have a dog. There you are. That's what the point four is, right? I guess so. Yeah, 2.4 children. That's a mum, dad, uh, two kids and a dog. Okay. Why not a cat? Cats are nasty and everyone's allergic. <laughs> Cats are nasty. Go to go to stroke a cat on the street, you'll get ringworm nine times out of ten. <laughs> ringworm. <laughs> Listen, to, speaking of fires, if there's a fire, there's, there's a, a dog will go and get help and bring that person back to save you. A cat? A cat will be gone. A cat will be living with the neighbours, drinking milk. A cat will go wherever there's milk and turkey. Not turkey, uh, tuna. <laughs> That is random. The thing is, I don't really like cats that much. Cats have got mad, moody personalities. And they some like... of them are nice, but some of them are just like... Bro, you don't like they cats. They got a the cats problem, like man. Like, you know, they got a chip on their shoulder. That's why we say they're catty. You know that sexist exactly term? Exactly that. That sexist term about catty. women. Women are catty. It's like, it's like a feline yeah. slash feminine yeah. trait. Yeah. Catty. It's where, it's where it comes from. It's it cats is. are... Careful though, because like, you know what I mean? I don't want you offending my, uh, my female, female listeners here. This ain't, this ain't your platform where you can disrespect your listeners, No, 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 yeah? bro. You got to respect mine. I said that's sexist. Yeah? I said it's sexist. We love ladies people. here at I said, I said it's sexist to call people women catty to, 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 you know, compare them to cats. But <laughs> we are way off topic. Um, <laughs> way off topic because we were talking about Notre Dame. And um, so to be honest with you, yeah, when I heard this story, bro, I didn't give a fuck about no Notre Dame. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, just another building that had a fire and started to burn and then I thought okay well it's all over the news it's a huge story let's actually look up Notre Dame and boy it is very beloved in Paris it is very very beloved over there it's one of the most famous landmarks and it was built 850 years ago Mm. I didn't know it was that old yeah bro yeah yeah centuries so Notre Dame it roughly translates into Our Lady um, it kind of draws about 30 million visits every year um, there's a plaque outside which marks point zero and that's the official centre 
of the capital, the official center of the capital of Paris. And it's a marker in France from which all distances to Paris are measured. Literally at that point, Notre Dame. Wow. Um, it's a huge symbol of the Catholic faith. And inside the cathedral, there's a number of relics, revered relics even, including, what would, would, would you think could be the most important historical relic kept in this cathedral it's so remember we're talking about the catholic religion we're talking about something that has existed for centuries and they've got some christian memory catholic memorabilia uh the original jesus cross oh that's a good that's a very good guess the original jesus that would be deep wouldn't it (laughs) that would be deep that's what i was thinking What, what happened to that I don't. I don't know. We could Google. Oh, well, that. We could Google that because I'm, I'm curious to find out what happened to to the cross he was crucified on. Probably made it in something. A cup. <laughs> it's probably mad souvenirs, isn't it? Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> a cup made from the Jesus cross. No, because I, I was just thinking about it. what's that film called? Uh, Indiana Jones, where yeah. they're, they're looking for that little goblet. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 just thought, I just thought wooden cup. I thought that was a nice touch as well because mm. he was a carpenter. Yeah. So exactly. It's like the humble kind of Jesus supposed to be a humble dude. You know what I mean? Um, instead of all of these uh, lavish kind of gold and jewel encrusted chalices that they had. And, he, you know, it's the actual little yeah. wooden cup and it's cup in it, simple cup. But um, so this, this revered relic is actually the crown of thorns said to have been oh, worn by Jesus on the cross for the crucifixion. Yeah. Oh, snap. That's deep. So imagine that they had relics like that in there. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's some insurance thing. And it's this a, place is <laughs> my flat burnt down. No, it's not a chicken fam. shop, bro. No, if my if if my house burnt down, touch wood, yeah, I'd be saying, nah, bro. It's got Tutankhamun's ashes in there. Bruv. It's got everything in there. It's got the crown jewels. Damn, I had them underneath my bed. God damn. The, yeah, it's how convenient now. Was I always known that they had the the fawn crown in there? Um, I'm, I mean, well, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I've looked this up after the fact. So Damn, I couldn't okay. tell you about what was Shit, happening. I had Henry VIII's in there bed. Before. I had Henry VIII's bed on my fridge, man. Damn, I'll be calling everything in there. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess you would talk it up a bit. That's the funny thing. You most definitely would. I'd be like, yo, I had like. I was mining cryptocurrencies. <laughs> I had a whole farm of servers in here. And I was a poor time in Shaolin, man. I had an editing suite with 16 Macintosh computers with the latest software. I had Big Pun's third album. Oh, what? Now, I had the uh, I had the Wu-Tang album. Um, <laughs> was put time in China. That's what I'm saying. Damn, Martin, right. Martin Screlly. Martin Screlly. Martin Screlly. Martin Screlly put that in my bed, man. Damn. That was in my, underneath my pillow. Oh, man. wait. Didn't he have a Carter album? Didn't, didn't he have the Carter 5? Carter 5, yeah. Oh, man. What wait, a that, bro, Damn, I had Dr. Dre detox in there. <laughs> <laughs> damn. I had him on hard drive. Oh, man. I didn't clock when you said Once Upon a Time with Charlene <laughs> at first. It smashed its door. But, no, um, but that's deep. But if they're saying they had the, the crown of thorns, I mean, yeah, mad. it's like when you read stuff like that, that's when you start to think, wow, okay, I now start to appreciate the gravity of the situation. This is why people are so upset. Yeah, I can imagine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially I if you're like, because you're not even religious. I no, imagine so, yeah, you yeah. are really like, oh my God, the crown of thorns, you know, and whatever other relics are in there. 
mm. all, all gone, man. All burnt down. Yeah, no, because just because I ain't religious, I, can't, I still have to respect people's things, man. So, no, it's, 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 it is sad. And like I said, I've had, had fires in my house and lost things. So that shit's always... It's different. deep, man. The spot, although the, the fires you've had and the things you've lost probably don't compare to the crown of thorns. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the main spire... It's, it's, all, it's all relative, man. <laughs> the main spire... <laughs> oh, how do I know it doesn't mean more to you than the crown of thorns means to some Catholics? I actually, actually didn't lose anything in the fire, did uh, You know, you could have loved your Game Boy, innit? Maybe your Game Boy was really lit, you know? Well, you you Literally. Good memories playing Pokemon and, you know? Yeah. Um... You're never gonna get that Gyarados again, are you? It took you so long to get that to get the magic card. <laughs> level twenty five, bruv. That was a that was a hustle. <laughs> um, so the main spire and the roof of the building collapsed in the fire. Mm. People across the globe mourning this shit. Construction <laughs> of Notre Dame mourning this shit <laughs> began under the reign of Louis the Seventh in eleven sixty three. Man, that just sounds vintage. Yeah, bro, it is, man. Like, is there anything in this world that exists from that time period? Yeah, pyramids. 1163. Oh, yeah. It's the pyramids, the pyramids. Well, the pyramids. pyramids down. There's obviously going to be loads of, like, historical relics all over the place, but... Yeah. Still, like, 1163, that's... I can't even really imagine. I can't really even go back there. Mm. That's some deep historical shit. Um, And apparently the first stone of the Gothic building was laid in the presence of the Pope, Pope Alexander III. But you know what? So when I heard about this story, I was, my first thought was, isn't it made of stone? How did it burn down? And when I saw like it burning, it was like, mm. it was like, it's like it's made of sticks. It was like, you can see, you can't kind of see its shell. And I was like, why has it got, what's going on here? I thought it was made of stone. Why would a, how could a church burn down? Would it be the interior that's burning though? And then you just get the smoke coming from outside. But and how? you can see the flames coming through like the windows and... I guess it just shows my uh And all the stones will go black. We did a uh, discoloration, but yeah. that, again, that just shows my structural uh, ignorance um, when it comes to uh, 10th century buildings. Well, I don't think he was the only one with some structural ignorance because they said construction started in 1163, but it wasn't completed until 1345. How the hell are you taking 200 years to build a church? Bruv, they have no machines. Yeah, but like, I swear pyramids were built mad quick, fam. Yeah, because there's bare man there. It's <laughs> true, isn't it? <laughs> there's bare man. There's bare man pile up in the bare man. Oh, man. But also at that time period, that was a, a thing of uh, wonder, wasn't it? How they managed to build the pyramids. People are still debating it today. Uh, probably with great cruelty. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> without doubt. Bro, I mean, it's, it's um, mathematics are old. Math, mathematics, mathematics old and um, yeah, bruv. It's probably just really using really simple, smart, practical tools, and a lot of time. What I'll do, I'll take sand up and make the bricks up there instead of carrying bricks up. That doesn't make sense. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Still, make the bricks as you go. So you kind of just do the foundation hmm. and so then you, do the next level. Is it? So you carry, you you carry up sand and the ingredients to make. But are they are they even made bricks? Are they just the solid stone? If you're Egyptian, write into the show. Let us know. That, that like it is a curiosity of mine as well. And the interiors were really intricate as well. And you know they had these kind of like sundials that would catch the sunlight, and it, the light would shine through certain parts of the pyramid, and they'd be like in alignment with other like the, the engineering and construction was mm. just. Amazing. 
Absolutely. Let them um, let them tell it, tell it, and uh, it was made by aliens. Boy, boy. Every time black man does something good, <laughs> Cheddar. But remember Cheddar Man. Yeah, the first Britain, and he. Uh, anyway, I don't get into it. But um, Google Cheddar Man. We got time. But uh, not, not <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame. Um, you, you know. You know what's funny. You know, it's not. Even, it's not even funny. You know what's mad. I had watched, I know everyone kind of makes a joke about this, but I'd literally watched The Hunchback of Notre Dame the day before. And that was the entirety of my Notre Dame knowledge. Really? Really. I mean, when, when, when it was burning, day, that burned down the next day, I was just like, wow. Wow. It, might, it, it is a shame to lose anything of any like, historical importance, religious importance. Um, but it, as I said about, when we talk about Grenfell, the reaction to it... Um, Obviously, well, it was it was just so immediate and so great, so immediate and so great, and it was just a sh- it was it was just mad seeing how much importance are put on things of the past and not of the present. Like mm. people, people literally putting money in to and it's just an old building mm. when you break it down. But meanwhile, how many people? people's lives have perished. They couldn't they couldn't spend the extra five thousand pounds to kind of fear out with some more safety features. It's just it's it's mad how but money is life, man. Could it be like <clears throat> excuse me, a thing where they try to preserve it? Because you know with some of these historical buildings they kind of want to try and preserve it and keep it looking as it was when it was first constructed. Um so in that sense you know, you might not be bringing in the sprinkler system and the, you know, um, all of the modern safety precautions that we take for granted today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I couldn't fit a sprinkler system for it. It wouldn't be the same. But this is the thing. Now that it has burnt down, they've got the opportunity to modernise. And they shouldn't. The thing is, I always find it quite weird when you go in a building that looks really... Like, I remember going into some castles uh, as a kid. And then you go into the castle, but then inside they've got all these lights and electricity and the little gift shop. And you're like, hold on a minute. I thought this was a castle. Like, what? <laughs> Bruv, go Budapest. <laughs> Budapest looks like a war zone. The buildings are completely, like from the outside, you think, what is this? It, inside, amazing. Hmm. Yeah, Budapest, some of the exteriors are a mess, but interior are beautiful. Well, maybe that's the way to go. Maybe that's what they should do now because they have the opportunity to modernise it so they can go lay some cables, get some Wi-Fi in there, get some 5G networks set up, wireless. Let's go. Well, religion is slow to modernise. And it is essentially, well, it is a, a church, a cathedral. So a cult. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> um, so last big story I wanted to talk about, right, is... Julian Assange. Yeah. So this guy, the WikiLeaks guy, the founder, he's a lawyer. Oh no, excuse me. He's not a lawyer, but his lawyer, Jennifer Robinson, has previously said that the outrageous claims made against him are not true. Right? Okay. So we know he's been hiding out in the Ecuadorian embassy for a long time. Seven years? Many years. He's finally been evicted. They say he's overstayed his welcome. There's been some stories that have popped up as to exactly (laughs) what he did to overstay 
excuse me, is welcome, but his lawyer is saying the claims are not true. And the Ecuador's president has said one of the reasons Julian Assange's asylum in the Ecuadorian embassy was revoked was because he allegedly smeared feces on the walls of the London embassy. I mean, that is disgusting. Why? Why would Julian Assange do that? Bruv, there are many reasons for it, man. Many reasons for Give it. Give me some. Um, he's been in there for seven years. You're bound to do some stuff that's not regular. As in sort of being imprisoned. Essentially, almost. yeah. Imagine not being able to leave a building. So do you think he's kind of gone a bit crackers? Because he's, uh, he's been locked up in that room for seven years. Potentially, potentially. I mean, mental health is a serious thing, man. And if you're there by yourself and... Even even if even when you are, if you do have people around you, to kind of not be able to leave where you are for seven years, bruv, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's why he came out looking like Castaway. I told you earlier, he came out looking like Tom Hanks in Castaway. He came out looking dishevelled. <laughs> yeah, he came out talking dishevelled. But he came out real. looking like he'd been talking to Wilson on the for beach. Real for real. So, no, nah, I, 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 the the mental state of him at that point, um, after you know, going through what he's been through, whether that's self inflicted or not, um, I can only imagine, man. There's a lot of claims here, man. <laughs> Go you on, know, let me know. The president, Mr. Marino, has said. Uh, Julian Assange has exhausted our patience and pushed our tolerance to the limit. <laughs> There's a claim that um, embassy staff were treated in a very bad way. So this is from a uh, an article in The Independent. There's a claim that um, cameras were installed to spy on the staff and someone's phone had been broken into. Um... There was a group led by Julian Assange that had tapped and allegedly tapped and hacked into the president's phone, his wife's phone. They'd published private pictures of his family, his wife and his daughters. This is a lot of allegations. That's a lot. Apparently one of the photos showed the president on a bed in a hotel eating lobster. <laughs> what? Chilling. So, you know, I mean, if all of that is really, was really happening, because we know this guy is like, you know, he's connected, isn't he? He has got hackers and stuff at his disposal. Yeah, he's got digital goons. Um, So he probably could do some stuff like that. But whether he did do or not is another story. Mm. Um, And to be fair, if I'm the president and, you know, I mean, I'm gracious enough for my country to give you a political asylum and you're doing stuff like that, out on my embassy, bro. Live in my house, my rules. But yeah, but I mean, people avoid him out there for a long time. They, they could, the president could just caved some, uh, some pressure after all this time. And on top of that, Assange is acting like a bit of a jerk. Well, not even acting like a jerk. He's he's doing some of these things that they allegedly uh, say he's done. I, I can see why they've been like, you know what? It's time to come out of it. You know, there's actually been um. What area? What area is that? Knightsbridge, Chelsea. Where is it? 
I'm not even too sure, but they're saying that uh, people that were like supporting him had been like set up camps outside the embassy. So that the streets were like covered in just people's, not people's remains, but stuff that people had left behind. So like beds, tents, um, mattresses, just piled mm. up rubbish, all kinds of stuff. So it's probably a whole bunch of things that made them come to the decision to kind of get rid. Um, and now he's out. Well, America asked for extradition immediately. Yeah, I saw uh, Hillary Clinton saying he should be returned. He should be sent to America to be tried for his crimes against their country. Oh, there you go. Did he commit crimes against their country? Well, he leaked um, classified information. Is that a crime? Yeah, he's classified. <laughs> if it's from my eyes only and you've leaked it, that's a crime. That's treason. So, Is it not? All right, here's the thing. If, if they've committed a crime, mm-hmm. say they've, you know, there's some backhanded Guantanamo Bay shit going down. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, say that there's something underhanded going down in Guantanamo Bay and it's like an atrocity. Everybody should know. Yeah. It's like, it's like another Auschwitz. It's a hostel. Yeah, it's something crazy. You know, people are getting exterminated, gas chambers or whatever it's Yeah, human, human rights violations. Yeah, Right, sure. human rights violations. That's a good way to put it. So say Julian Assange comes across this information. Yes. Should he, should he not publish that? Um, legally no but it's, it's think, think about that this year um, here's the best way to equate so imagine a girlfriend goes through her boyfriend's phone and she finds something Greeks yeah <laughs> she finds something that you know like messages from someone else it could be whatever like, like you said uh, uh, any sort of Naked scandal nudes oh, there you go nudes from someone stuff, some stuff in scandalous um if she then takes it to him, mm. it can be like, I found something. And he could be like, but you've already broken the trust by going through my phone. This is a crime. You've committed a crime to find a crime. So it's all crime. So everyone's going to jail, basically. But we're the big, America being the bigger power, they're not going to jail. So both people are in the wrong. But, yeah, but you're not, you can't send all of us to jail. You can't send the country to jail. What are you going to do? Send the government to jail? This kind of goes back to what we was talking about a bit earlier with um, crimes and the weighting of the crimes. Like, is the theft the same as a murder? You know, is leaking documents the same as whatever it was in the documents that he's leaked? You know, it could be that their crimes are so severe. There's people being murdered. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. It's interesting, man. I mean... With politics and with 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 this level of stuff, I think you need to exercise some kind of caution mm-hmm. because if you make yourself an enemy of a state, that's what's going to happen to you, isn't it? You're going to end up in a flipping embassy smearing shit on the walls and getting dragged out mm-hmm. looking like a dickhead on TV. So, but at the same time, I do kind of feel like the truth kind of needs to come to the light, don't it? Like, it does. Like, who... Who polices the police? Like who who can really keep a government in check? If not for people like 
Julian Assange. Who else would do it? Who's gone to jail for Grenfell? As far as I know, nobody. Hmm. Woo! Well, that was deep. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. So, there you go, bro. There you go. So, yo, this is Beer Rap and Banter. As you know, we like to talk about all types of stuff on the show. We have a beer. We sometimes talk about some rap and we have a bit of banter. Uh, today, my co-host, English, is not about. He's uh, eating some haggis and uh, drinking some whiskey in Scotland. Shout um, out, English. Yep, yep. But I'm sure that he'll be back with us for the next episode. This has been episode 44, the Adnan Janazai episode. With your boy, Cal Sirius, and alongside a man like Ryan. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's been, it's, it's been a good good chat. I love, I love chopping it up. No doubt, man. It's always good, bro. And uh, make sure you go check out the Don't Be A Dick podcast. Yeah. You can go get that in all good podcast distribution platforms. Have you got a favourite platform? Uh, Apple Podcasts. But for you Android lot, you can find us on SoundCloud and, you know, Spotify. All that good stuff. I like Spotify, you know. I've been using it now that we're on there. I like, that's like, that's like it for music. When I, feel, when I feel like I'm I'm cheating on music when I listen to podcasts on Spotify. It feels a bit weird. No, but I don't like music on Spotify because they got that weird shuffle thing going on if you got the free version. You got the free version? Yeah. So it's like you try and play an album and it just shuffles through it and you're like, hold on, I want to play the next track. And it's just like... Man, pay for Spotify, man. No, because I've got Apple Music. Oh. So you kind of have both. You kind of, it's kind of one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did have a few other stories we could have talked about today. Uh, but it's mostly sport, you know, like shout out to Lewis Hamilton winning the Chinese Grand Prix. Um, shout out to Tiger Woods. Hey, shout out to Tiger Woods, man. Everyone's forgotten that you're a piece of shit because you won at golf. You got away with it, man. You're, you're, you're a hero again. Good game. Is he? <laughs> Bruv, he's a hero. He's got his own Nike advert where he walks around in slow-mo and they play inspirational music. Say so ne- <laughs> so never forget. And he kind of punches the air like Rocky when he reaches the top of the stairs. This is an amazing comeback. It's an absolutely amazing <laughs> yes, comeback. Yes, he came still. back from being a bad golfer and cheating with a hundred women. Wow, I thought he was dead and buried though. I thought he was dead. Oh, there you go. Welcome back, man. You're, you're acceptable again. He's the top boy again. It's possible, man. Redemption is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brexit party. So... Nigel Farage. Oh, yeah, go on. Has gone and started a new party. There's a new entity in British politics. It's called the Brexit Party. They're calling themselves a pro Brexit Eurosceptic political party. Literally formed in April 2019. Oh, that's like last week. This is fresh. Um, so there's 12 members of the party in the European Parliament. Excuse me. But they were all originally UKIP candidates. Um, so, you know, Nigel Farage is the leader. And... Oh, so it's, a, it's, a U- it's, it's UKIP too. It sounds like it's basically just UKIP starting again. But, you know, he's actually said um, there's no difference between the Brexit party and UKIP in terms of policy. But in terms of personnel, there's a vast difference. Okay, some of the UKIP members are whining. <laughs> Racist jokes are plenty. Well, so the, prog- the the policies are exactly the same. It's basically just rebranding, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Like It's blue magic. 
<laughs> I wouldn't have quite said it like that, but yeah, basically, basically, it's the it's the same shit, just a different toilet. There you go. Um, so yeah, the Brexit party. I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing some new controversial stuff from them. Um, we've got uh, Beyonce dropping a new album. Would you call it earlier? It's uh, it's um, if, if you've got Netflix, go watch um, Homecoming on Netflix. It's uh, it's the uh, what's it? It's 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 Beyonce at Coachella, aka Baychella. Which was but after this performance, after Beyonce at Coachella, yeah, I'm just gonna call it Baychella from now on. After Baychella, that's when I was like, Beyonce is clear of Michael Jackson. She's she 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 shook she shook all that off. There's no I don't want to hear nothing about the greatest entertainer, the king. Beyonce is the king of pop. Wow, you try to tell me she she's number one. She's number one. There's nobody. Is there is there a close number two? Chris Brown. Really? Yeah, Chris Brown's sick. Wait, 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 wait. You don't even go into the pop world. You got because Chris Brown is like, is he not in the R and B world or is he a pop star? No, no, he trans. But Chris Brown raps. He sings. He pops. He's gone. Chris Brown is a multi-talented genius. He, he is. If you hadn't gotten that mess... His dancing is amazing. If you hadn't gotten into that mess with Rihanna... Mm, he would be... have been like a Justin Bieber. No, 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 no. No, because no, he had that kind of family-friendly kind of um, um, image before. And then after Rihanna, post-Rihanna, Chris Brown was just the bad boy image. That was all he could do, isn't it? He was the bad boy. He labelled as a, as a goon. You're kind of right. But before that, he was all clean-cut. But that was kind of... Exp- the reason I can't compare him to Justin Bieber because for Chris Brown, it's kind of everyone kind of expected it. Expected what? Some dirt? No, yeah, maturity. And he's going to mature into someone who's, you know, yacht or uh, black, edgy, R&B. You reckon? Can rap. Yeah, of course, but it's expected. No one expected Justin Bieber to go the way Justin Bieber did. Everyone's like, oh, Justin Bieber, a cute little Canadian baby, baby. Everyone kind of like, but Chris Brown had tunes like popping. Chris Brown had some slow jams, some tunes where it's like, okay, Chris Brown can get kind of, get kind of cold out here. He could do anything, get it? He's amazing, to be fair. He, yeah, yeah, he, no, he's, he's deep, super bro. talented. Um, I was thinking maybe someone in the pop world would come up before Chris Brown, like, like a Taylor Swift. No, Taylor Swift isn't an entertainer. She's a singer and she can play a guitar. She's a, a, a all-round entertainer. Hmm. Sing, dance like triple threat. Oh, so we're talking about an all-rounder, yeah, not I, just someone who is a big name in the pop music. Yeah, precisely. Or, or, the, or the level to which you can perform live. Because Michael Jackson, he's probably the best all-rounder of all time. No, he was. Yeah. Until Beyonce came out of Baychella and just rocked my world. Her shows are amazing. Drake is probably up there, although he's not a dancer. No, he's not a dancer. But, but he's probably up there because his live shows are amazing as well. They and are. He's got so many hits. But he doesn't... And he does rap and he does sing. He doesn't transcend genres though. He doesn't... What? Mo- he, no, he doesn't move as freely as... Bro, be- Drake as be- is a genre. No, people were doing what he was doing before. But he, he's Bro, not... That More Life compilation album... Was literally a compilation album. It wasn't even out. It was like it was like one track was like kind of island, kind of soca, calypso. Yeah, one track that. is hip hop. One track is R and B. One track is like garage and two step and one, you know what I mean. Like one track is trap. Like he he literally did every genre in one album, and it was like a compilation album. 
Yeah, and, yeah, it, and right. it probably went double platinum or something. Number one album, like you know how he does. We drop something, it just blows up. But Beyonce is Beyonce. There's levels. They're just levels. Beyonce has. <laughs> Beyonce went from Destiny's Child. From ent- it's the it's the it's the people that she enter- that she entertains. You, like it transcends races, age groups, way more than Drake. Her fan group is amazing. I, I quite like the uh, the Bayhive. They don't play, man. They'll come after anybody that tries to mess with Beyonce. Bro, watch what you say, man. I'm, I'm going to say something. The second you mentioned Beehive, I'm, 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 I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> I ain't messing with them. They um, take it out. Another interesting story we've got here. In the UK, there is a ban coming into force on pornography. Is it... Wait. Bum, see, I don't know what porn it is. Is it just porn without a condom? Sex without condom. Is porn sex without condom? No, no. Is, is, the, is the porn they're banning just, you know, sex? Because I know you do shit like, oh, we can't stream any sex without a condom being used. It's interesting you say that. Like, so what is porn? Because I got into a debate once where somebody said just like a, a picture of a scantily clad woman, they called it porn. It's pornography, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Nicki Minaj on her album cover. Is that porn? Lil Kim in the in the posters back in the day. I'll say they were sexually suggestive. But is it porn? I thought porn was like you had to be full on naked to be pornographic. Cause they're sexy and then there's porn. Yeah, sexually suggestive and pornography so, are very different. That's what I thought. I thought it was very clear cut. But it seems like there's a bit of a blur like some people are a bit, they're not so sure what is what. So if it's just, as soon as it's scantily clad, they're like, oh, it's pornographic. But I'm thinking, I, I, I was actually thinking pornographic was intercourse. But then I had to think and I had to think, no, well, no, if you think about the magazines, mm-hmm. it could just be a naked chick just kind of chilling there, but naked. I think um, naked is, is the qualifier. Well, not really, because in some ornos, like a chick might have some clothes on, but still be actually having sexual intercourse. Yeah, but that is pornographic. Yeah, because <laughs> something something's naked. Your, your your private parts are not private. But you know, like um, a soft porn movie. Yeah, <laughs> Channel be... Five. Listen, <laughs> the Channel Five. Movies back back, back a day, day, Channel Five, ten fifty. <laughs> 10.45, some Red Shoe Diaries or something like that. Yeah. Bro, you can catch <laughs> David Duchovny in them once. Red Shoe Diaries was dirt. That, yeah, man. That was Loved grease. That. that was pure grease. So, like, you know Nik- what I mean? Nikita. So, yeah. It, it, it's like, you know, bra and panties and she's just straddling some guy. And, you know, you're watching it and you're thinking, man, there ain't no sexual intercourse. It's there. soft. It's soft. There's levels to they're it. Just, they're just grinding. There's levels to it. It's like um, weed versus heroin. But that's still pornographic. It's still drugs. Yeah. But it's levels to the shit. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. So that includes dry sex. Dry sex is porn. A woman in lingerie humping on top of a guy. That is soft porn. So that is like, if mm. porn was like a scale from left to right, soft porn is on the left and then the hardcore is on the right. That is still in, it's still on the slider, isn't it? 
What's been banned? <laughs> what, what? I, I can't classify it right now, man. Um, I don't so know. UK porn ban to come into force on July 15th. Um, so the government's announced it's, it's popping this year, this summer, man. Um, technically, in the summer, we shouldn't be watching porn. We should be out and about. Love Island um, will be on by then. With our significant others or trying to find one in the summer. Um, and... Uh, Online users are going to be required to prove that they're over the age of 18 years old just or risk being blocked from viewing pornographic content. You just click yes. <laughs> when it asks you, are you 18 or over? Just press yes, guys. I mean, that's that's the way it is at the moment. But they're saying they're going to be required to prove it, not just click yes. So How that, so? So uh, on my network provider, they kind of ask you to enter credit card details. So it might be something like that that comes into force. Enter credit card details to prove you're over 18. Because if you're not over 18, you might not have a credit card, innit? Mm. You might not have any details to put in there. So that could be one way of proving it. Um, so that, that could be interesting. We'll see, we'll see how that works out. And this brings me to uh, another funny story right off the back of that. There's a man in America who's actually sued his parents for destroying his pornography collection. That belongs to him. <laughs> He's got every right to. But America's too happy. They don't sue anyone. <coughs> Americans will sue anyone. They'll sue their dog. <laughs> I mean, sue your parents, though? Yeah, of course. Why not? So, I mean, he's a 40-year-old man. He's 40? 40-year-old. 40 Bruv, his collection might have been big. This is 40-year-old virgin territory right here. Mm-hmm. He split up with his ex- they divorced and he's moved back into his parents' home. Fair enough. But, you know, when they helped him move in, his porn collection was missing. And, you know, he had approximately $29,000 worth of porn. That's about 22 grand in sterling. 22 thousand pounds what like what kind of pornography collection to be fair taking that kind of shit into your mom's house you're a disrespectful piece of shit <laughs> 22 grand's worth of porn what are you running a fucking a a, a a porn stand are you are you like showing movies to people like you having little screenings and getting people to come around and charging them two pounds to enter to come watch your flipping movies why have you got 20 grand's worth of porn? That's a deposit for a flat. No one is moving back into That's his parents. That's a deposit. No one is moving back into his parents, bruv. He could have used that money to flip in, get a house. He could use that money to get a BMW and go and get a fly chick. 20 bags worth of porn. That's insane. Well, no, well, I can't kink shame, man. If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. I definitely have 29,000 pounds worth of uh, something, probably. Sorry? <laughs> I probably have like a, a, a records, for example. That's just my, just my thing, isn't it? Like computer games. I've got loads of good. It's just, it's just my thing. So I teach their own. I can't, I don't want to kink shame him. If, you, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. That's not, I mean, yeah, but come on, like, the parents claim they counted 12 boxes full of pornography plus two boxes full of sex toys. That is excessive. When they was clearing out opinion. his stuff. That, that is a bit excessive. For me, that's a bit excessive, but um, you do what I do. So imagine like, imagine you find that. Yeah. 
in your youth's room. Yes. You're thinking, man, what the hell are you doing with this stuff? You just dash it. No, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't do that. No, because he's a big man. He's ultimately, moving into your house or not, he's a big man. You can't just throw away someone's stuff like that. You, don't, you can't do that. No, no, it's my property. Well, this guy's going for triple the financial damages. He wants 60 bags. Yeah, so you should. 60 plus, 66K, yeah. 237 quid. Because we're definitely assuming that his relationship with his parents is all hunky-dory. They could have done that. Out. They could have been pricks. They could have been pricks. They could have just thrown away his porn collection for no good reason. So, Well, no, they say... Uh, they they've admitted to ri- to getting rid of his X-rated films and magazines to protect his mental and emotional health, because it's not just a couple of magazines and a couple of DVDs. Like if you if there was one box full mm-hmm. of like DVDs and mags, you'd be like, ah, oh, you dirty bastard, whatever. And you, <laughs> you just pretend like you never saw it. But twelve boxes and then two boxes full up of sex toys. You're gonna think, wow, my youth's actually got a bit of a problem. I need to do something. I need to step in. Don't you think? Bro, you can have turf the internet. <laughs> you can have turf the internet. I'm more I'm I'm just more upset with him for having that much in physical copies of porn. Fam, just buy a hard drive, it's like 40 pounds. <laughs> Keep all that stuff on there. Modernize. Evolve will be extinct. Because your porn your, your porn extinct your porn collection is extinct right now. Shit, he's got a vintage porn collection. He's got shit going back to when Notre Dame was built in eleven sixty three. That's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> lost it, man. I feel sorry for him, man. He deserves better. I mean, um, 20 bags worth of, like, he must have every movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, probably got a Kim K. Like, yeah. sex tapes. The Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, the kind of, like, cam girls, the, like, group sex, like, the DVDs you get in the market and then ones there. Mm. All different kinds of genders and races and, like, hermaphrodite. He must have everything. Yeah, well, he did, like, he did. Wow. That's all online. Until the fifteenth until the fifteenth of July, guys. Until the fifteenth of July, go crazy. Download as much as you can. Fill your boots. <laughs> this is gonna be oh man, this is I'm sorry bro, this story just I can't understand it, man. It's just mad. Um and he's salty. Look the court papers include an email correspondence between the man and his father. And the son writes, If you had a problem with my belongings, you should have stated that at the time and I would have gone elsewhere. Instead, you chose to keep quiet and behave vindictively. <laughs> no, bruv, he's right. He's got a point. He's got a point. Bruv, are you really taking his side? Bruv, you can't do that, man. Or if it, or if it was, a, it was a, a trainer collection, that wouldn't be okay. Ah, oh, come on. 20 bags worth of Jordans. Gone. Bruv, exactly. Just because it's what he's into, I can't, I can't, I can't shame you know someone. People watch porn, I can't shame him for it. I think a conversation would have been better, wouldn't it? Precisely. The parents were dead wrong. Yeah. If he has to sue them, it's, it's America. America. And the thing is, they probably didn't realise how much P it was worth. No, of course they didn't. They probably just shocked and thought, ah, oh, I'm throwing this out. 12 boxes? Ah, oh, away. But I, I actually can relate a little bit to, the, to this guy because when I was living at my mum and dad's house, I used to collect some comics and I had a huge 2000 AD collection. And one day I came back and my mom had thrown it out and I was emotional because, you know, like I'd be going to that comic store, buying my comics every week. Opposite McDonald's? With my little, yeah, that one yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. With my little paper round money. I had Spider-Mans, I had Supermans, I had loads. 
But the biggest one was the 2000 AD. I was literally buying that on. A, I had so many of those Judge Dread comic. Why was it thrown away? I didn't get an answer. So it could have been that maybe, maybe mum's gone through some of my stuff. She's seen some of the adult content in the Judge Dread mm. and thought, you know, this is you. You shouldn't be. I'm like ten years old. You shouldn't be like, having stuff like this, and just threw it out. Should have sued. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> I could have got. I could have got sixty grand. Or beats. <laughs> sixty thousand licks. <laughs> I'm saying. Oh man, let's wrap this thing up, man. <laughs> we wrapped that twenty minutes ago. We got Rive. Don't be a dick. Podcast. Yeah, come tune in. It's me, Cal Serious, Bayer Rap and Banner. We're signing out. Give him your, your your handle so they can follow you, bro. Hey, uh, don't be it. Wait, I need to check because obviously I don't remember things. This isn't my job. On the show, I just uh, <laughs> I this just, isn't my job. <laughs> I just I just be talking. I just I just be saying stuff. What about your personal um, handle? Uh, the Don't Be a Dick Podcast on Instagram. That's my personal handle. Oh, okay. The Don't Be a Dick Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, no. Follow right. them up. They're they're good dudes. They chop it up just like we do here. Uh, beer rap and banter, but they do their thing and they're dope. So yeah, follow them up. Ryan, thanks for coming through, brother. Thanks for having me, man. We out. Yeah.